Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Arguments for Group Chats. I'm Chance. Back again with me again is my brother, Curtis. How you doing, buddy? Yo, what up? Uh, so, we're here. We're going to talk about some NFL Week 9 recap stuff. A little bit of look ahead towards the end. Um, to kick it off is the Thursday Nighter, which I had to work. said before, I'm a 9-to-5 guy, but, you know, sometimes you got to work late. So, uh, I'm going to let Curtis take this one. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I've, I've watched that game. Of course, that's the talk of the town for the local uh, Pittsburgh Yinzers. Um, and going into the game, people were like, oh, man, you know, Will Levis coming on a hot game. Like, is he the next, you know, guy to take over for the Titans? Which it looks like he is That now that Tannehill's the backup. But what, uh, one question I loved was, is Kenny Pickett – or is sorry, is Will Levis actually better than Kenny Pickett after two starts? And Kenny Pickett's had a full year under his belt. And from what I saw from that game, I would say so. Will Levis was 22 of 39 for 262, had a pick. But you go across the board, and you got Kenny Pickett, 19 of 30 for 160 yards, 160 on 30 attempts. Like, it's just middle of the road. Like, he took care of the ball, didn't throw a pick. You know, they did start to get the, the running game going. But, like, after, like, a year plus, Kenny Pickett doesn't look like he's really taking that big jump that you'd expect, like, a first-round quarterback to take, where Will Levis, like, he was expected to be a first-round guy, has taken over for a team that couldn't, you know, do anything on offense besides hand the ball to Derrick Henry, and all of a sudden he's putting up 260 already. I mean, he is throwing I mean, to a number one receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, and yeah. and, and it, it does open up the passing lanes when you have a Derrick Henry in the backfield. I get that. But it just, it's just funny to, to see that, of course, they ended up losing. The Titans ended up losing. You know, Steelers do what they do, score about 20 points and win a game at the end somehow. Yeah, I was kind of paying. I was paying attention to the score, but obviously couldn't pay attention to the game. Uh, I was down at the wharf in DC, actually. Uh, I uh, oddly enough, I got there at nine in the morning, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, this shop, this uh, test is scheduled for nine tonight." I'm like, "Sick!" Let me call the shop. Uh, had to go back there that evening because no one else is going to take it. So, um, but uh, yeah, Derrick Henry has a it's pretty Derrick Henry day. Seventeen for seventy five. Uh, touchdown to go with it. Uh, Najee Harris gets the lion's share of the touches, but Jalen Warren seems to break a couple more, go for 88. As runs well. harder. Najee's 69. Yeah, Jalen Warren runs like he's angry at the ground. Yeah. Uh, I think the big difference here is um, Pittsburgh's defense, four sacks and a pick to no sacks on the Tennessee side and no picks. So, And, and that's, that's what I think is still crazy, is that Will Levis was under – uh, you know, distress in the backfield, getting sacked four times and a pick. Where Kenny Pickett, yes, they they actually their offensive line played a lot better this week. Um, but what's crazy is, of course, Kenny has the eighty-eight point two rating compared to Will Levis's sixty-six point four. But honestly, if I'm looking at like a futuristic standpoint, I'd rather have Will Levis on my team than Kenny Pickett. Yes, he had the one pick compared to one touchdown, but Kenny didn't give you much. You know, he still averaged only five yards of completion and. Yes, Will Levis had 6.7, but, like, I just don't see it. Like, and Will Levis is on his second start. Like, come on here. We're, we're not talking yeah. about a guy who's been in the league for a year, year and a half, like Kenny Pickett has. And, like, I just think the guy, you know, actually, Will Levis, you know, Penn State product, um, maybe – or, yeah, he, he was a Penn State guy. Um, and then he, he – tra uh, Transferred to Kentucky? He transferred, yeah, to Kentucky. And then uh, – but, like, just his, his draft stock went up because, of course, he was behind – um, a couple guys, and but yeah, he looks like a first rounder where Kenny Pickett doesn't. I mean, the the main 
the main thing that's going to make me really sad is this cupcake schedule is going to hand Mike Tomlin another 500 or better season on a silver fucking platter. And I'll have to hear the Yinzers say, oh, yeah, consistency. That Tomlin guy, Don Tan, he's running the team real good. They, they still – I think I think the uh, the other side is starting to come – I think they're still coming coming to their senses where this is just going to continue until we ha- – or we, as in they, have a terrible season and get to the, the four wins or the six-win mark where they get a high pick. Because, like, it doesn't seem like Kenny Pickett's the answer. I get it. The, the Steeler way is run the ball, play defense. But they couldn't run the ball until, like, two weeks ago. And they just and they keep slipping out these wins. It's either backup quarterbacks like the Ravens, who's who look really good so far this year, except for a couple spot games. And they beat then the Steelers beat them. It's because they had their worst game of the year. And it just seems like it always happens against the Steelers. And you're like, well, that's what good defense is. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the de- the, the defense for the Steelers is really good. TJ Watt is really good. I mean, they've been without Cam Hayward. You know, they got a couple um younger guys, including um I got oh, uh, the other side of the end. Uh, what is it? Joey, uh, Joey, Joey, fans... Joey Porter? No, no, no. Uh, Joey Porter, I know they love because yeah. uh, half the Steelers fans I'm friends with are also Penn State fans, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard because Pitt yeah, fucking Pitt. hates Penn State. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but, you know, they're they're just those kind of guys. Uh, instead of being Pittsburgh guys, they're like, oh, I just like Pennsylvania's good teams. Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got... I don't know, man. I, I'm still not. I'm not convinced. Five and three record still feels fraudulent. I, I think this team is going to broad their way straight to a first round playoff ass kicking, and it's going to be really great. Well, and, that, and that's but, uh, and, and that's where the, the the fans are starting to realize, like, hey, uh, is it really that great to keep this 500 record going and sneak into the playoffs at at a nine and eight or ten, even ten and seven, and then just get walloped in the first round? Not really. Like this, what's the standard to Mike Tomlin? First round playoff losses, because that's what it looks like to me. Even at the end yeah. of ben, ben Roethlisberger's career, and I hate taking so much time to talk about the Steelers because I have to hear it all the time. But like, they truly yeah. are just kind of they're they're in a holding pattern. They they just they don't have the talent to get up over the hump. But maybe with the new GM and stuff, maybe this is the, you know it's the first year of the new the new regime, and maybe it's coming. I mean, obviously they got a uh, you know a left tackle their first round. You know they got a first round. Uh, cornerback in 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 Joey Porter. Hold up. That that first that first round pick uh, left tackle they got was a gift from Bill Belichick because he said fuck the Jets. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I <laughs> there's a little bit of hatred there, uh, but it is funny yeah. because um, yeah, Jones Jones is Roger Jones is a good is a good tackle, and honestly, that's one of the things that kind of solidified this offense because they had Dan Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle, and they didn't want to replace him with Broderick, but instead they uh, benched Okorafor. Uh, and then put him in, and actually the, the line looked really good. Like it looked, I mean, at, you look at it looked from, like a more complete Bel- line. You look at it from Belichick's perspective, he didn't need an offensive lineman. Jets no. need one. He, he, you know what Belichick needs? A uh, quarterback uh, and some a weapons. Generation, a generational quarterback, several receivers, uh, it, running back that someone's heard of before this year. Well, I mean, they Probably got Elliott and Stevenson, but um, yeah, the receivers are always lacking, and that's one of the things that's funny. I don't want to. I don't want to go too crazy and. In, in towards the Patriots here, but the one thing that I heard that's funny is more more now than ever with Belichick struggling for like a third consecutive year, like with, with you know Mac Jones's year, the Cam, um, uh, Jesus, why is this slipping my brain? 
Cam, oh, sorry, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. My bad. Cam I, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it just slipped my. Yeah, he like I mean a washed up like skeleton of himself, Cam Newton. Um, but like it really looks more like the uh, McDaniel's, the Belichick's, like that whole coaching tree that was so good. You know, it, it it starts at the top when it comes to the players. Like everybody, they talk about the most valuable player on a team is the quarterback. Um, you got a Tom Brady who you know stood by Belichick. You know, he was like you know what, what six round draft pick, Mister One Ninety Nine. Uh, so like he was a guy that said, okay, I'm I'm buying into the Belichick way. I just want to make it. And he had that yeah. mindset and that discipline that that trickled down to everybody in the team. Not that they didn't have good players, because they definitely certain years they had good and great players. But Absolutely. just but just when you have your leader of your team, especially the quarterback spot, you know, buying in. And you know, I heard of, I heard of um, times where Brady was running with his playbook to the the meeting because he didn't want to be late because he didn't want to be you know punished for being late. Like it's just it, it only it only it works when the top guy buys in. And right now the top guy, who is that on the, the Patriots team? You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of diminished. It looks more like, yeah. it looks more like the Brady era than the Belichick era in new England. Mm-hmm. But let's move on here. We spent enough time talking about the fraudulent Steelers and how they got yep. fucked over by Bill, yep. Bill Belichick. <laughs> uh, Chiefs fins, nine 30 in the morning so on Sunday. I don't know how the fuck you have this game at nine in the morning. Uh, the Finns explosive offense. The yeah. Chiefs a for what it's worth, very much improved defense. Uh Chiefs take this one 21-14. Uh Tua under 200 yards. Pat Mahomes under 200 yards. Teams don't play good when they go to Europe. I don't know what what needs to happen for the NFL to figure out that we're sending over somehow the shittiest show every time we go over there. Uh I but I mean maybe, I watched it. It was it wasn't a terrible show. It may have been no. the warm beer. Mm. Warm beer hangovers. No, no, I'm kidding. But no, like they, they um, I, I think it was a decent game. It just wasn't the explosive offense, offensive showing that like a lot of people expected from two really good offenses. Um, but all in all, it was, it was a good game. It just, yeah, it, I think I think a little bit of the travel does, you know, take a toll on these guys. I mean, who would think jumping six time zones would make a difference, right? Who would think it? Nah. Nah, nah. these guys are fine. They're professional athletes. Hey, in, I think England's only f- like four or five. So Germany, okay, I guess it's that extra hour. No, it's, but, uh, but, but it still was a decent game. It wasn't the best. At least, hey, at least it wasn't seven three. Yeah, uh, Pacheco. Why couldn't you play like this uh, in the Super Bowl last year? The Eagles would have had a second one. Um, <laughs> you played like like you just don't care all year long. You put up middling numbers. Uh, the games I've seen you play haven't looked great. You just kind of. You're carrying the ball. You're not running like you're angry like you were last year. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know if you feel like, oh, I made it. Raheem Meister, I, great day. Twelve touches, eighty-five yards, and a touchdown, though. He had a big. Well, he had a he had a big run um, later in the game that actually I think it tied the game or brought it within the score, the one score. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, I, not that I disagree with you completely about Pacheco. Like he he puts up okay numbers, um, and I don't know if maybe that has something to do with the couple receivers that departed from Kansas city, like, like a juju, um, like the Hardman, like I, I know not Hardman. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. who, who left, who left for the jets? Either way, they had, they, they had a couple, traded, they had a couple of Hardman. They or maybe not Hardman, but they traded back for somebody who left in the off season. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm just saying that like they had a couple more established receivers, like to start the year, like, yeah, there was, they, they were like, okay, they have a, a few guys and they have Kelsey. That's basically it. Where 
you know, they had a few household names in years past where, okay, is Patrick Mahomes, you know, 50 plus million dollar contract starting to hurt the team a little bit where you got to get skimpy on other ends? Is it the offensive line? Because Mahomes hasn't been all no. year the same Mahomes guy. has not been good. I and like anyone who drafted him in the first two rounds of their fantasy league, I hope you're proud of yourselves. But that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going back to, though. I think that like a couple of the receivers departing and then maybe an offensive line hit, um, you know, they don't have – I, I can't remember who, who left the offensive line there. But, like, it's just, you know, when you have a, a group – it's kind of like the Eagles. Like, they, they say the Eagles, you know, have one of the top offensive lines. Well, they've been together for the most part for the last six years. Like, if, mean, they, yeah, like one guy might leave every couple of years. But, they, but they've had the stable of, you know, Lane Johnson – you know, they have Kelsey, uh, yeah, uh, Jason Kelsey. I, almost, Jason Kelsey. I was thinking, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, in, in my tie, like these guys are like, I mean, or sorry, Malata, Malata, uh, my tie. Uh, big, big V, uh, yeah. Halalaputi Vitae. Uh, I have no idea where that guy is. I, no. I would Google and find out, but I don't have, I frankly don't know how to spell it. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Malata, our left tackle. Like I'm saying oh, yeah, that these yeah. guys, these guys, like these, these, these three guys, like they've been there for a while and yeah, a few guys left, but um, all in all, like the, the lines has stayed together and it's been good. Uh, and, and we'll see what happens when Hertz, you know, his, his contract kicks in. It might be the same uh, Patrick Mahomes effect where they have to start skimping other places. Maybe, the, maybe don't they don't. Know if it's going to be, that's the thing because it's cap. It stays so low for so long. Yeah, but you, you think they're going to still continue to pay AJ Brown and Deva, uh, Devonta Smith? Devonta Smith, yeah, it's going to it's going to be tough. But uh, let's get back to this Chiefs game here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pat Mahomes has not looked great this year. I don't know yeah. if it's just a lack of receivers. I don't know what's going on. You're not seeing Chiefs like offensive explosions like you've seen in the past. I mean, this game, uh, Travis Kelsey had three catches for 14 yards. That's it. Uh, other teams can be looking at this game to see what the hell they did. That is Wait, exactly what's going to happen. They're not going to give Taylor Swift a ticket. Mm, there, it <laughs> there it is. Hopefully, she's on tour during the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, she is back but, on tour already. So, but that's but that's um, funny though. But yeah, like honestly, you you stop Travis Kelsey, you stop the Chiefs right now on offense because it, it really you notice it in game like one, it. and then right here, like this is yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It, Granted, they held the in, in years past. You help you hold the Chiefs to twenty one points. You're gonna win the game. Their defense and has gotten better. The defense has gotten better. Uh, so, but moving on, we're gonna touch on Vikings Falcons. My favorite fucking one o'clocker of the week. Josh Dobbs has got. I don't know how the man walks around with nuts that big. <laughs> <laughs> no, He's I been like on the that. Vikings for all of five fucking days. He steps in for an injured Jaron Hall, who stepped in for an injured uh, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and throws for 20 for 30, 158, two touchdowns, runs for seven carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown on top of that. He's been there five fucking days. And you know what's I... even wilder? You know what's wilder? This guy's side gig, he's been selected to lead a mission to orbit Mars in tw- like three years. I know we've talked about that a couple times, how he, you know, Rocket has. Man. The, the, that was the engineering degree. Uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's a rocket. It's legitimately rocket science. He has a degree right. in rocket science. It's crazy. Guy's so smart. But he probably the thing is he probably picked up the playbook, and because he is so smart, it maybe transferred over. Like again, this is what his no. fourth team in like four years. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, third, sorry, um, sorry, third third team this year. Yeah, I watched <laughs> I watched the end of this game and I watched Josh Dobbs. I was he's like, oh, he's in there, and they're like, oh yeah, it, Josh Dobbs, hell of a game, you know, in for the injured Jaron Hall. I'm like, oh, he wasn't, he didn't start this game. Damn. I said he's really getting after it then, Jesus. Mm. So I mean, and he's making this all happen without Justin, uh, without Jefferson. Yeah, just Jefferson. That's crazy. This 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 Vikings team is surviving without with their biggest playmaker. I mean, I know they have you know Hawkinson, who's a great tight end, and Jordan Addison. Um, you know, Madison in the backfield hasn't really come on quite like I'm guessing they expected. And then Cam Akers again, you know, hit another devastating career uh, setback. Uh, I think they yeah. said, is it a torn the ACL too? Uh, Achilles, I believe. Achilles. I mean. This guy can't catch a break, and that stinks no. because you know he, he 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 was the the main guy in L.A. All of a sudden, Kyrene Williams looked good. They're like, okay, you know what? We can ship this guy out. We we can just ride this this uh, horse, and then mm-hmm. actually, Kyrene Williams and Williams got hurt, but then Cam goes over here and and starting to get some traction, and boom, injured yep. reserve. Like this can't catch a break. No, but uh, I mean, other than that, uh, oh, that and. Taylor Heineke still fucks. That guy goes and does a job. Because this was a great... Uh, I wish I'd have seen this game start to finish. Because um, it, it would have been a hell of a game to watch. Uh, Taylor Heineke plays a great fucking game. He's... Uh, I'll say great. He's 21 for 38, 268. Uh, touchdown and a pick. But the dude, I, like we said before, is a fucking gamer. As the, I, as the intensity ratchets up, so does he. I don't, I don't know if I said this in past weeks. But I feel like he is the exact same kind of guy as the Gardner Manchu. Yeah, like, you did. You just that. give him what what the, what what the, they got, and he just he finds ways to make plays. And like you know, he's a veteran at this point. Um, but just like you said, he doesn't really lose you the game too bad. Um, and like you said, I didn't see this game start to finish either. Um, but you know, he always puts up good enough numbers to win the game. And obviously, uh, this day it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But uh, moving on here, cards, Browns, uh, Browns blow them out 27 nothing. Uh, not that that really fucking matters. Cards are in full-blown tank mode. They had some magic at quarterback, and they're like, send him to Minnesota. I don't want to fucking see him anymore. They are in full-blown tank mode, and you can't convince me otherwise. I will not say anything else. Uh, my notes literally say, uh, Cardinals, Browns, score, doesn't matter. Cards are in full-blown tank mode. The note, that's it. That's all. And the, uh, Bra- the Browns, no, hold on. Let me Let me interrupt that. The Browns did crush them. So if they're in full-blown tank mode, do they bring Kyler Murray back at all this year or do they just go for the number one pick and replace They should him? just go for the number one pick. At this point, they're one and eight. Oh. This, is, this is their best This there's, is their best plan. If they yeah, gotta, their season's over. Yeah, fuck it. Like, your season's over. Just quit. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, wait, fans, I'm sorry. That's just it's what it is. Kyler Murray. Uh, wait, hold on. Do you, have, do you have some discomfort? All right, IR. Four more weeks. Yep. Let's get him on there. So uh, next up, we got Rams, Packers, uh, 20-3 Packers here. Brett Rippian looks so fucking bad that Carson Wentz is now back on a professional football team. Uh, I love Carson Wentz. The league doesn't. Um, and so and <laughs> Hall of Fame road just got wider for him. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, man. A little bit wider for him. Oh, um, stop. still got some work to do here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's you know a throwaway 1 o'clock game that not a lot of people care about. Uh, Commanders, Pats, uh, commies take this one 20 to 17 and a fumble by the commanders make this game look a lot closer than it really was. Uh, looking back through it, 
fumble on your own 25 yard line gives the Pats an easy score. Go ahead. I, I know I just want to, I want to say it's funny because another loss by the Patriots and they are looking really bad. Uh, yeah. I actually heard this. I mean, we were talking about this, like the Brady effect in the, the Belichick era or the Brady era. Uh, I heard that if he loses again this weekend, he's like, not only is his seat hot, they're thinking about maybe firing. And that's they just, just a rumor. Him to, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. They just signed him to an extension. I, I'm just saying the rumor mill. In season extension. Yeah. Two weeks ago, Belichick quietly signed a lucrative multi-year extension with the Patriots during the offseason. Oh, sorry. It was released two weeks ago. Um, it's unlikely he's fired this year. But uh, I don't know. He signed man. an extension this offseason. I don't know. Two and seven, two and eight? I don't know. I think. Especially after two unsuccessful years before this. All right, fuck him. I, frankly, actually, are you? Would you be more? Downside, ha- would you be happy? Would you be happy if Belichick was finally gone? His smug, you know, cut yes. off sleeve hoodies and yes, his the only I'm thing smartest guy in the room is, is is the random fucking uh, coaches they put in in his stead in the Madden games. That's the only thing that would make me. Sad, <laughs> that's just like, that's, the I weird mean, thing about sports that I love. I just. I just don't. I mean, Belichick. He had that like that aura around him. You know, he's he's basically well, he is the Saban of pro sports, where Saban is in college. I mean, even though Saban, you know, crossed over for a year or so. Um, yeah, he just they had that smugness, the smartest guy in the room mentality. That because they've had so much success, like you know, obviously Belichick's is more because of a guy because he was okay at Cleveland. You know, Jets, oh, the whole thing as a coordinator, he was okay. But without Brady, his career is a little bit lacking. Where Saban, he came to the pros, didn't coach men. He had to go back to college and recruit the best of the best to be back on top. Yeah. All right. That's me. Let's move this one along here. Bears, Saints. Two words, turnover margin. Saints take this one 24-17. They had a plus five turnover margin and only won this game by a fucking touchdown. Are you kidding me? That's a sh- that's That's a shit look. Like, what are you doing? How do you only win this game by a possession? Tell me, Saints. Please I, explain it to me because I, I don't get it. I, th- I think a fantasy spin, which is funny because I think you have him, Taysom Hill. Yeah, he's been good all year, and I haven't been playing him because he's because I haven't had the need to play him. He's but, the, the gamble guy you keep. It's like, hey, if I gotta play him, he can fit quarterback or tight end and hope well, for the well, best. Well, have you have you seen what the Saints have now deployed? They they nah. basically they basically have said. He's our gadget guy, but instead of getting Jamal Williams back in after he was hurt, now we're going to start running Taysom Hill as a running back. Yep. He had, I think, what, like 11 carries for 50 yeah. yards or something like that. So now not yeah. only is he a gadget guy, now he's a, a tailback. <laughs> yeah, and he threw for a touchdown in this game. Oh, my gosh. Is, 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 I'm um, going to have to get him back in there, uh, especially with Goddard going down. I might have to just play him. Is the big white guy Peyton Hillis coming back? Is actually that him? Is that him, Taysom Hill? It's just <laughs> – Peyton Hillis from the Browns on here. Uh, Raven Seahawks, 37 to three Ravens, uh, a colossal ass kicking. Uh, not really a lot to say here. Um, and then we've got a couple games after that as well. Uh, Bucks Texans and a fucking shootout. Uh, Texans offense decided to show up. Strat has five touchdowns. Colts Panthers. The Colts kicked the shit out of the one and seven Panthers, who I think accidentally won their one game of the year. Raiders walk. The Giants 30 to 6 in this one. No one cares. Giants suck. They're going to keep sucking. All right. And we're back. Cowboys, Eagles. 
Birds take this one 28-3. I watched this game start to finish. Um, Dak Prescott, another regular season stat-padding performance, 29 for 44, 374, three touchdowns, no picks. Jalen Hurts, 17 for 23, 270 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Pretty clean game played overall. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, what I will say is Kenneth Gainwell got handed the ball three times, and he looked like Kenneth Gainwell of old. Um, CeeDee Lamb had 191 yards in this game, which is insane, especially not having a touchdown. Uh, Jake Ferguson had a touchdown, though, uh, and he just seemed to be gashing the Eagles all day. A.J. Brown's streak of 125-plus yards is broken, uh, seven catches for 66. And that's and that's without um, digs. That's without digs. And, and that, yeah. but CD Lamb, that's it, it pains me because it seems like when the Eagles play a stud receiver, it doesn't matter if it's Slay or Bradbury, they just get toasted. Like it just yeah, like uh, I mean, late in the game there, you uh, you had both uh, Eagles starting corners down for a time, and it was a little bit worrisome. Oh, gotcha, yeah. I remember the end of that game was pretty stressful. Uh, Brennan and Fitz were texting, and we have a <laughs> Eagles group chat. Uh, because, you know, uh, we got tired of annoying the shit out of the Steelers fan because uh, he just sat and he just <laughs> talked a lot of shit. Like, oh, the Eagles fucking suck. They're going to lose this fucking game. And meanwhile, we're just like, hey, man, Steelers look pretty good today. And he and but it was never re- returned. So we just didn't do it. I, got, I, I, have, I have something um, funny to, to tell you here. Um, I did see a a good stat that, that kind of tells the tale of the Cowboys that. Games that um, Micah Parsons don't doesn't have more than four quarterback hurries, they're like zero and four, or like are they like they're zero and four in their last four losses or something like that. If you're living and dying by your by one fucking linebacker, it's pretty rough. Well, uh, I will say though, Eagles uh, fumbled the ball three times in this game and didn't lose any of them. So well, I, I mean, who's in charge? Who's the ball security coach? He's getting <laughs> yeah. paid too much. He probably is. There is probably a ball security coach, but no, it's it was, it's crazy because so, so they looked at it and they were showing uh, highlights. I think I was on Sports Center, ESPN, um, NFL Live, where when Parsons goes off the field, teams tend to go deep because they have more time to pass, and that's when Devonta scored this weekend. Is that mm-hmm. they did like a double move because they had you know five seconds for him to sit, sit, yep. sit, and then boom. So like that's a, that's a bad look for the Cowboys, and they're like, what are they going to do? Are they going to make Micah Parsons like? Because I, you know, you get it. They they've had so many good linebackers, you know, in the past that yeah. like this guy's. I mean, he, I don't know if they really call him a linebacker, or edge rusher, you know, the way they talk about these guys anymore. But like when he goes off the field, now all of a sudden, play, the other teams got, can dial up different plays. Yeah. Uh, Only one other guy had a quarterback hit. On, on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, so watching this game, um, the wildest thing is that, I mean, Micah Parsons, all his good work was done against Tyler Steen making his NFL starting debut. So, I mean, if you've got to move this guy to the weakest lineman for him to have any kind of impact, pretty embarrassing. Um, He's had five solo tackles, nine total tackles. Um, I'm not impressed. You know, um, that doesn't that doesn't really do anything for me in terms of impressing uh, your skill as a player. Uh, because here's the thing: it, 
you didn't do much. You didn't do enough to affect the game. It was a good game overall. Uh, I really don't want to have a lot to say bad about the Cowboys here. So, are you, are you um, talking about? Are you talking about Parsons? He had. He mean he had a sack and a half, three quarterback hits. I guess. Yeah. But but well, compared to the rest of the defense, and and he's second on the team in tackles. So I mean, I I think that that guy is their their defense. And like I said, the the thing I brought up earlier is when he's off the field. That's when players, you know, teams dial up, you know, certain plays for guys. And that might be something that Dallas gets burnt on in the playoffs because they probably are going to be a playoff team. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately. Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, this was a good game to watch. Um, Honestly, and, you know, I'm biased. I'm an Eagles fan. I think it was a game to watch this weekend. Uh, Dallas had a chance to win the game late. A very good chance to win. Got me nervous in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. But uh, after that, we've got the Sunday Nighter. Uh, we've got Bills Bengals. You've heard this one before, uh, except this time, DeMar Hamlin doesn't die on the field. So, uh, Joe Mixon uh, in this game, not great. Uh, since he takes this one 24 18, Joe Burrow uh, 31 for 44, 348, two touchdowns. Josh Allen 26 for 38, 258 touchdown of the pick. And I'm at this point in full, uh, if you're the Bills, like, are you worried about Josh Allen? Because I am. I don't think he's playing well at all this year. I mean, he still has all the weapons. He just picked up Fournette, and also yeah. still has uh, what James is James Cook. James Cook, yeah, he barely ran. Diggs, um, yeah. Well, that's the I problem. They're not a big running team. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, it, it's worrisome for me. Um, yeah, Josh Allen was their leading rusher again this game. Eight carries for forty-four yards and a touchdown. That's not what you want. So, yeah, they definitely. I mean, that's that's the same uh, effect that the uh, the same same uh, thing that Eagles should have in their mind is that you know we can't have a guy that's you know making all this money that's the face of the franchise and he's getting smacked around. You know, can't yeah. be running too much. Run in a necessity, but that's it. And that's kind of seems like what the Eagles have done this year. Um, a little better. Yeah, um, didn't catch much of this game. Uh, Monday nighter, real stinker. Chargers Jets. Chargers kicked the shit out of the Jets. Um, not a lot to talk about there. Uh, two bad teams. Yeah, that that was <laughs> – I love the comments that the Jets forgot how to play offense. And, I mean, that's kind of been the story of the year, and it's crazy that they just need to invest in, like, trading up for an extra first-round pick to get a couple stud linemen because, you know, Zach Wilson – you know, I don't even know if Rodgers would have made it through the whole year. I mean, he's a he's obviously a guy that can get the ball out quick. But Zach Wilson hasn't looked really good. Their running game hasn't been solid all year. I mean, they have bursts of, of, of a decent play, but, like, consistently they can't really run the ball. And I think that's all because of the quarterback. And, yeah, you know, it starts up front. But you can, you can make a, a mediocre quarterback look great if you have a good offensive line and some weapons. And the Jets oh, have man. weapons. The Jets have weapons. They just – don't have the line and don't really have the quarterback because I don't think Wilson's there yet. But uh, speaking of games with two bad teams, uh, we can go ahead for a look ahead. Uh, go ahead and ignore the Thursday nighter and the <laughs> Sunday morning game. Uh, you've got Colts Pats in Germany on Sunday morning. Thursday night, you've got the one seven Panthers versus the two and seven Bears. No one's gonna watch those fucking games. Um, I'm sure as hell not uh, wasting my my sleep on a Thursday night on uh, that game. 
and I'm not waking up early enough on a Sunday morning to yeah, watch so, the, so, the cold so, cats. So speaking of wasted, if you get wasted before 8 o'clock and pass out, okay, you didn't miss much. And then if you're too drunk on Saturday, Sunday morning, you missed another one. You didn't. Yeah, you really didn't. But uh, I, I think you're going to see this this upcoming weekend. I think you're going to see the Saints uh, get the R kicked out of them by the Giants. Uh, sorry, by the Vikings. Uh, birds are off this week, so we can't really talk about that one. Um, Packers, Steelers. Uh, it's another cupcake cupcake game for the Steelers. Uh, the only team that's one of the few, the few teams they played this year. Uh, they've got them at home. So, um, so what's yeah. what's your game to watch for the week? I got two. Game to watch for the week, or what? What, what intrigues you? Because I mean, I have two. I'll let you go first. Uh, I'd say what I'm intrigued. The Browns Ravens has me a little bit intrigued, and I would say the Niners Jags. I want to see if I mean, by all rights, I feel like the Niners should come out and just walk all over the Jags, but I don't know if that's going to happen. The Browns Ravens, that's just going to be a good game because it's two good football teams. Uh, yeah, you go ahead. What are yours? No, that's I, honestly, if you include that one, I actually it's three. It, it's intriguing to see. Deshaun Watson come back. You know, he came back for those couple plays, but he had that, like, shoulder. It wasn't an impingement, but, like, a rotator – I think it was a rotator injury. Um, you know, this is on the road. His first game back against the Ravens team that's looked very vicious lately, especially on defense. I think they might be one of the top couple of defenses in the league, um, yards and points. Um, Niners-Jags, it's a cross, you know, conference matchup, which is very cool because, it. I mean – it could be a Super Bowl matchup, you know, when especially when you get a couple of these teams that could be elite. I mean, they are elite mm. teams. Um, I like that. But another one is that the Lions. So the Lions started off hot. They're kind of like a Cinderella. You know, people are like, okay, we're expecting big things now. But the Chargers are one of those teams that just kind of hang around, especially late in the year. And then they'll go on like a four-game winning streak to end the year. And you're like, wait, hold on. When were they 11-6? and six? I don't even remember that. Like – they just – they always hang around, and they always have weapons. So I can never count them out. So, I mean, I guess technically I have a three, but I agreed with you on the other two. So the other one for me is the, is the Lions and the Chargers because what Lions team shows up on the road out west and what Chargers mm-hmm. team, you know, shows up because they always have that – that it's weird because, they, like, people talk about their defense and how they've let teams move on them. Well, they didn't let the Jets move on them, and the Jets have moved on a couple teams, even with Zach Wilson. So um, I'm excited about that one. Actually, that might be – besides the Niners and the Jags, I'm really more excited, like, about that one and the Lions and the Chargers. Hey, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Kurtz, thanks for coming on with me again. Appreciate you it. You bet. You bet. And uh, beat-ups, play us out. Thank mm-hmm. you.